American football in Finland. The voice in your ears and the face on your screen. I'm Perfect Purvis, and this is American Football in Finland. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Q Floyd. What's going on? What's going on? We back. Yep, it's good to be back again. The AFF Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Seriously, American Football in Finland is currently available on 25 different platforms. Wherever you listen, be sure to rate us. Anything less than five stars will tell us that you are a hater. So this is season five of AFF, and we really appreciate the support everyone has given us so far. We've got a lot of online interaction, and we're going to try to keep this ship going. So before we even get into the show, man, Q, how was your weekend? Uh, weekend was great. Worked out a little bit. I even watched some old bowl games, some old highlights of myself. So it was a good, <laughs> you know, it was a good weekend, man. It was all football and, and, and sun, so. Can't complain. Yeah, I think my weekend was decent. Um, went to Helsinki for the first time in almost a year because of the coronavirus and lack of a reason to go to Helsinki. Uh, so got a little bit taste of the, you know, the big city life out there. Did a little bit of shopping. Yeah, perfect, perfect shops too, guys. I shop. So it's been a pretty chill weekend, but we're definitely excited. Uh, just one note to anybody who's listening, you know, the Maple League doesn't start for another two weeks, but this weekend, actually, the youth leagues have started playing. The U13 teams had games on Sunday of this weekend. So just, you know, big ups to any kid out here in Finland playing American football. You know, one day you might be on this show uh, when we're talking about you in the Maple League. So it's good to see you guys out there and back in the football. Football has officially started in Finland. That's what's happening. It is back. Yep. It's not just uh, Maple League. Football has started. So before we do anything else, man, let's get into the show. All right. So 2020 season, we're getting ready for it. And we've been talking about these different teams, what they're going to bring to the table. We've been interviewing players. Today, we're going to do two teams. We're going to do both the Helsinki Wolverines and the Senioki Crocodiles. Now, before we even get into it, let's do Helsinki Wolverines first, as they were the third place team last year, or I guess just playoff third place, but they finished third place in the season. So talking about the Helsinki Wolverines, brand new team, lots of changeover player-wise, but a lot of familiar faces on that team. So let's talk about what we think their chances are for competing and maybe even winning the Maple Bowl in 2020. Let's talk about some of the biggest changes for them going into this 2020 season. Q, what is something you think is a big change for them? Um, the big change that I noticed off the rip was Coach Mike Madden. Um, his ability and his skill set is perfect for this organization, is perfect for these players. Um, he did, he did, he doesn't have a lot of, uh, I would say American imports. Mm -hmm. So I think it's easier sometimes for coaches to be able to coach and relay what they want done without the, 
I know what I'm doing uh, kind yeah. of, you know, persona uh, that comes along with having American imports. And um, he, the, the players that he has, he has national team players um, from their respectable countries. So in, in a way, that, that's kind of what you want. You don't have the egos. Um, and, and I think with him being there and him knowing finished football as, as well now, um, I think the biggest change for the Wolverines will be just finding their chemistry um, and him knowing how to relay that uh, to the players. And, I mean, besides they, I mean, they changed the quarterback. They changed receivers. They kept some receivers. Um, they got some players on defense. Um, but I think overall, just the head coach himself was the biggest change because he's going to bring about that young, hungry, motivated, confident, uh, demeanor that you want your team to have, and and I think that'll be good for them. Yeah, I I agree. I'm not even gonna say a different change. I think having Coach Maddenly is the biggest change for this team. And just to kind of piggyback off what you were saying earlier, having all this high caliber European players playing for a, a structured coach. Um, we we talked about a lot of last year with the Wolverines. The, the biggest issue they had as a team was so many different personalities and not being able to get them to jail as well as even control how they work together. It wasn't really possible with the personnel they had. Coach Madley brings that consistency that they need to, to be good. And I think that's something that we're going to see. We're going to see how he impacts that team. And it's, gonna, it's probably going to prove that they can either be a good team or a great team, depending on how well he gets them to buy in on his philosophy and everything he wants to do with that team. Next up, we have an interview with Helsinki Wolverines head coach, Michael Mattingly. So let's get into that right now. We're here with Helsinki Wolverines head coach, Michael Mattingly. Coach Mattingly. Welcome to the AFF Podcast once again. Thank you, as always. Glad to be here. Much love from you guys. Love the support with the work you do. So I'm glad to be on the show. Always good to have you on, man. We're getting straight into the interview. Q, what you got for him? All right, Coach. Uh, my question to you is, uh, from what I've seen over the, the last year or so, um, you can pretty much work with anything. And by that, I mean any type of import, any type of players, and, and have some success. Um, this year... You have a lot, I, I would say, a, a high caliber of uh, imports coming onto your team right now. So uh, what kind of things will you be driving into these guys to make sure they have success this season? Um, you know, we just got to – I think the Wolverines, they've been a quality organization for a while, but I just think we do a little more, uh, you know, a little more structure and intensity and more, like, focus come practice and kind of remove that hobby label. I know it's not a professional league. It's all semi-pro. But if we can just drive that into the guys' heads that, hey, you know, we need to take this thing seriously. And like you said, we got a, a good group of guys coming in, a lot of, you know, domestic talent here as well, a lot of good quality finished players that, you know, we can get the job done and, you know, keep the Maple Bowl in Helsinki, but just have it be dressed in blue and gold, hopefully, instead of, uh, you know, red and white. So that is our – that's our objective this year, so – what is it about this Wolverines team and roster that you think is going to make you guys a contender this year instead of another, you know, well-together well, well -together put team that ultimately 
can't knock off the champions. What what is it that makes you guys different this year? That kind of separates us. Who, yeah, yeah, I would say we don't have the biggest coaching staff, but the coaches we do have are very dedicated and smart to the game. And with addition of Jan on defense and him kind of running stuff in the background, I mean, he's been a big part of getting some new Finnish guys in. There's a, you know, you'll see a new type of uh, Wolverines defense out there this year. It might not be, uh, you know, the type of guys you expect, but just our scheme is a little different. And then obviously our, um, our receiving core, we believe is, the best in the league and whoever plays in Europe in any country, we think our four five, six guys are better than any team in any league that's playing in Europe this year. It's not a question to us. I mean, it's, we think it's going to be too hard to stop us on offense and with the scheme we have rolling on defense, Jan's doing a good job putting stuff in. I think that we'll be pretty solid on both sides of the ball, but on our receiving core, I think will really, really separate us this year from the rest of the pack. It will be difficult to, to really, uh, you know, hone in on one guy with Sanye now here and Mickey Che. Um, fun. We have two or three really good uh, finished wide receivers as well that are here. So it's going to be a pretty, a pretty exciting season for us as well. Hmm. All right, that makes sense. Q, uh, you got another question for him before we let him get out of here? Uh, yeah, just one last question. Um, uh, this is more off of uh, on the coaching side. Um, how do you feel about the, the, the coaching culture uh, when it comes to Europe uh, as far as, you know, a lot of these teams, uh, they want to win. They want mm -hmm. to, to become champions, but they don't mm -hmm. like to commit to uh, having the coach for, for more years. Uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, obviously you're okay with moving around from, from yeah. team to team, but would you like to be uh, in one place for multiple years? Yeah, I, I definitely would. I mean, I was with the Crocodiles for the last two years. Um, you know, things just didn't work out for, for year three. So, you know, I had to, you know, take, take myself elsewhere. And now I'm here in Helsinki. We, me and Jan, we have already discussed, you know, potentially at least 2021 next year. And, you know, so if things go well and as things progress throughout the season, I don't see any reason why, you know, hopefully we do well and the team will want me back. But it's difficult, I think, for some American coaches to truly settle down in one place with, you know, the money and if they have families and children and everything else. I'm a little luckier since I'm younger. I have the ability to am single. I have the ability to kind of, you know, bounce around. But I'm kind of getting to that point where I would like to kind of settle down in one area. And as of now, Helsinki's, you know, treated me well. Everything's going going right as of now. So if things progress, it's already been in conversations, possibly in 2021. So hopefully, you know, I'll be in be a Wolverine next year and see what the future continues to, you know, take me down. So we'll figure it out from there. All right. Coach Maddenly, we appreciate you coming on the podcast again. We look forward to seeing you and the Wolverines compete for the Maple League title this year. Good luck to you, and thanks for coming on. Thank you, guys. Luck, Much appreciated. Thank you. All right, that was our interview with Helsinki Wolverines head coach, Michael Maddenley. Next, let's talk about the keys to success for the Helsinki Wolverines. What is something you think that they can do to be successful in this season, Q? Um, the Wolverines, 
in my opinion, to be successful, have to score and finish drives. They have to get momentum early. I think the caliber of players that they have on their team and their offense, definitely their offense right now, um, they definitely have the ability to do that. If they can score 20 to 30 points um, early in the first half, the Wolverines will, will obviously put themselves in a, in a place where they can be a contender. Um, no turnovers, uh, you know, just unfinished drives. Like, I'm not saying you have to score on every drive, but with the players that they have on that roster on offense, um, they should be able to score at will um, yeah. against certain teams. They should at least be able to put up 21 points to 28 points in the first half. Um, I have that confidence in them because I've seen majority of those players play. And I know what they're capable of. Um, so in order for them to have a chance, they just have to have that type of offense. And Coach Madley um, is very, very versed on um, pa a passing offense, as well as using his running back in the passing game, um, getting the ball to all receivers, uh, getting knowing how to point out the best matchups. And as long as the Wolverines can find those, those matchups where they feel like they can win on offense, they'll definitely have a chance. I agree. I, they definitely have to finish drives and take care of that. For me, I think for them to be successful, we've got to ask what the success is. I'm going to tell you from my, my definition, for the Wolverines to be successful, they need to be in the Maple Bowl. I do not care if they can put up 85 points a game and then they can't beat the Steelers or the Roosters. I think for them to be successful this season, they need to win the big game. During the season, they need to knock off the the num one of the number two contenders. They need to beat one of those teams. I don't. I'm not saying you got to beat them both. I'm not saying you have to go undefeated or anything like that. But I need to see you beat a team that I already expect to, you know, be in the, in in contention for the the championship. I don't need to see you beat teams who we don't know if they were going to be that good in the first place. We don't need you to win the games that we expect you to win. I need you to win a game I don't expect you to win. And that's going to make you successful because that's going to separate this team from the pack. And that's what anybody in this league is really needing to do right now to be successful is you need to win that big game. But for the Wolverines, I think it's, it's one of their major keys to success because this is a team that's full of, I want to say, different pieces than normal but they've all had success separately. So for them mm -hmm. to be successful together, they've got to win that big game. We know, we know that they're going to be able to put up points. We know they're going to be able to score. But are they going to be able to score when the game is on the line? Are they going to be able to stop a team like the Steelers or the Roosters when there's only two minutes left in the game and they're only up by two and that other team is in their red zone. Are they going to be able to buckle down and make that play, make a key turnover, make a touchdown when you don't expect them to on third and fourth and long, something like that, and change the narrative and take the momentum away from another team? Like we said before, it's a short season. So you win that one big game, and not to say it crudely, but you're holding their manhood until the playoffs yeah. like that's it they they can't say anything to you until the playoffs so you win that game and you have that advantage even going into the playoffs so hey we already beat you you know and they need that to be successful in this season yeah no definitely i i think just to like kind of piggyback real yeah, quick yeah. on what you're saying it's you're right like 
just just scoring the points and, and putting up these crazy numbers is okay. We've seen it before, but you actually have to be able, like you say, beat one of these top two teams. And right now, that's the Roosters and Corpio, the only two teams that we know for sure. Um, at the end of the year, they're probably going to be themselves. You know what I mean? They're 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 probably going to be in the mix. So if you can't be able to contend and play with a team like that, um, then everything else you do during the season really won't matter. So like you said, just to, they have to be that type of team. I, I do think they're they're going to be capable of it. Um, yeah. We do have to see what their line looks like. I mean, that's going to play a, a major part um, in it. And uh, and the quarterback play, obviously, will play a, a major part in it in depth. Um, but right now, um, just going off of the roster and the, and the players that they have, um, they have a they have a shot at, at being a contender. It's just if they all put it together. So next up, we're going to do a quick interview with Helsinki Wolverines defensive back Sebastian Gutierrez. So let's get into that. All right, we're here with Sebastian Gutierrez from the Helsinki Wolverines, defensive back, Swedish defensive back coming to the league this year. Excited to have you on, man. Just before I even let you even talk, this guy, I've been watching him for the last few years in Europe. He is one of the best defensive backs in Europe, arguably out of him and his partner in crime this year, William James, who's the best Swedish defensive back. I don't know. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. But it could be either one of them. But he's up there. Welcome to the AFF podcast, man. It's your first time. How you doing today, Sebastian? Hey, I appreciate you having me on, man. I'm super excited to be in Finland and, um, you know, play alongside, as you mentioned, with uh, William James. I mean, um, it's going to be fun to get to know him. I mean, we played together some a little bit in the national team. Uh, he's a great guy, great athlete. I mean, obviously, he got um, to the draft in the CFL and everything. So I'm super excited to play alongside with him in Finland for sure. We'll get into the interview yeah. questions. Q, Q has a question for you first. Q, hit him with your question. All right. So, um, obviously, I, I mean, I, obviously, I keep saying that, but uh, I've, <laughs> I've seen you play just as well as uh, Purvis seen you play in the last few uh -huh. years. And um, my question to you is, uh, what do you think is the biggest challenge right now um, that, that you guys will have on defense um, to have success in a pass-happy kind of league? Coming from, uh, I think that the GFL is a pass-happy type of league, so I think that I'm pretty comfortable playing teams um, that love to, you know, go five wide or even four wide, um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm really comfortable with that. I mean, I love, I mean, I play DB because I want to play the play the pass. I mean, I, I love playing the run as well often. I think that's one of my strengths as a DB, but, um, you know, playing the pass is always fun. And um, seeing some of the guys that I played with before, like Tim Thomas over in Senioki and Roby from Trevor Shaw over there, it's going to be, it's gonna be a fun, a fun time this this season of Finland for sure. I, we played it. I play this game for the for the passing. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's. I mean, that's the most fun. I mean, Skelly is the most fun in practice. Seven on seven. I mean, flag football. I mean, that, I love that that stuff. So I'm super excited about that. Um, for me, that's. Um, I mean, it's almost. I would say it's more than half of football is, is the passing game, especially in the GFL at least. Um, so, so yeah, I'm super excited about that. My my question for you, Sebastian, is why did you decide to come to the Finnish Football League instead of the Super Series in Sweden, man? I mean, they got a league going around the same time. What was your uh, what was the factors in your decision to come to Finland, maybe instead of playing somewhere in, in Sweden, your hometown, home country? Yeah, I mean, 
obviously, I mean, I love Sweden and I, I would, I would love to play here, but just, just because the Swedish season is, is so late into the year, um, for me personally, with my job that I have in, in back in Frankfurt, um, and, uh, just, just fits better in my schedule, um, to play this, this season, this August into mid September fits better with my own schedule than it would be playing and starting the season in September, going to November, I think. And also the fact that they only have four teams, uh, in the league this year and they're playing them three times. I mean, for me, that's, I mean, no offense to the Swedish league. I mean, I, I'd rather play more teams and, and, you know, compete against other, other players than to play the same guy over and over you know what I mean so um, Finland was more uh, appealing to me for my for my personal schedule and also football wise I, in my opinion I feel like the Finnish league is more competitive than the Swedish league uh, this season at least I don't know I, I haven't followed the Swedish league that much lately because my brother doesn't play there anymore so um, so yeah so the, in my opinion the Finnish league is more competitive um, I mean obviously the, the the best Swedish guys go and go and play in, in Finland all the time so I mean it was just natural for me to to choose the um, that league that was more competitive. Next question I have for you is, I know with you and William James coming over to the Wolverines, you guys are going to be on the defensive side of the ball. Do you think that having both of you is going to be something that can kind of help the issues that they've had in the past of having consistency on their defense? The Wolverines have been able to get good talent, but they've been very inconsistent in their defensive, like, I guess, how their defense plays throughout the season has been very inconsistent over the years because of the talent. Do you think you two guys yeah. bring some type of reliability to that defense? I mean, in my opinion, I think that a, a great defense is dependent on the, the, the team atmosphere or like the, the defense atmosphere. Like you got to trust the guy that's next to you. Right. So I think that uh, coach Jan Virko has made, a, has made a good job of putting together some guys that has played together before who knows each other and, and somehow trust each other. So I think that was a great signing to take both of us, you know, to get that, you know, we had that Swedish contact, you know, we can communicate in Swedish, you know, we play kind of in the same systems and with the national team, it's pretty similar to what we're going to play in with the Wolverines. So I, I think he, how he puts together the defense this year, I don't know how it was last year. I haven't followed them that much, um, but I think that he's done a good job putting together um, a, a good defense. I mean, bringing back Benji also, shout out to Benji. Um, you know, so, uh, and then Bidle also, that was supposed to play with Frankfurt this year. Um, so I, I think that, um, we have good guys on every level and then having me also being able to be flexible and play Sam linebacker. Um, if we had a season this year in Frankfurt, I would have, I would have played Sam linebacker. So I've been training for both Sam and also safety now. So, so if Jan needs me at linebacker, you know, I'm, I'm down in the box. So, um, hmm. yeah. Uh, in the past, you, you've been able to, you know, get on the other side of the ball. If I'm not mistaken, that's yeah. where you started, right? Is that receiver? Yeah. Okay, that's just true, making yeah. sure. We got a little history yeah. here. So yeah. if <laughs> so, that's what we want to know. Like, is there a chance? Could we see Sebastian Gutierrez playing on the offensive side for the Wolverines this year? I mean, is it in the works? I, hey, I mean, I'm open-minded. I'm here to play. And the coach needs me to play on the offense. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm down, man. I mean – uh, in the previous years with Frankfurt, they've used me as like more like an H back, or um, you know, used me in the slot for some for some screens and stuff like this, and you know, on the return game and stuff like that. So when I have this rock in my hand, bro, these teams better watch out. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna be on both sides. 
All right. They better gate clap for the D on both sides. Just tell That's you. what's up. <laughs> right, Sebastian. Uh, Sebastian, we appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. And before we even I move on to the next segment, I want you to hold on because we got a special guest to come on with you. Uh-oh. Thank you. Oh, man, bro. We we doing big things out here. We got two Sebastians from the Wolverines. But, uh, Sebastian, you you and uh, Gutierrez, y'all both have history playing with each other. You Both both you guys were in Frankfurt last year, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just before we even get an interview, how does it feel to, you know, reunite and feel so good in, in Finland with the Wolverines? You guys excited about that? I mean, yeah, like, it's we, we got real, real good friends during our time in Frankfurt, our two years in Frankfurt, as a matter of fact. So, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy to get him, get him over here. He's my good friend, so that's, how, that's yeah. how I see it. I'm just happy to play with him again. And Gutierrez, how do you feel about playing with the other Sebastian? Nah, I mean, I missed him. I mean, he was supposed to be out here for the 2020 season. I get didn't get to, you know, compete with him on the field and hang out with him off the field. So um, I'm I'm so happy that I can go to Finland for two months and, you know, hang out with my boy and also play and try to get that championship. That's mm-hmm. awesome, man. Yeah. All right, Sebastian, Gutierrez, we appreciate you being on the show, but you got to go now because I can't have both of y'all doing this interview. Take it easy, it's man. <laughs> Good luck this season. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for no having problem. me, guys. All right, guys. I'll talk to you. All right. That was our interview with Helsinki Wolverines defensive back Sebastian Gutierrez. Let's get into some of the obstacles for the Wolverines going into this season. What is something you think is going to limit them or keep them from being able to get into that Maple Bowl championship game? Um, the the experience and the, the the experience some of the players or have uh, playing with each other. Um, with it being a shortened season, uh, you don't get a lot of time to 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 learn your your teammates. Um, a lot of these guys are just coming in uh, to the team or will be coming in to the team with a few weeks, you know, ahead of the first game. And it's possible to get some chemistry out of that, but a lot of these other teams like Corpio, uh, the Roosters, these guys have been practicing together way before now. Um, they know it. They know exactly what each other is going to do in certain situations. Um, and when you can play defense or you can play offense that way, it gives you a better chance to win. Um, so just the fact of them not being together that long um, is a chemistry, you know what I mean, obstacle. Um, other than that, obviously you got two contenders, uh, Corpio and the Roosters. That'll be the major obstacles is being able to uh, adjust to a team like that, being able to uh, – play consistently four quarters with a team like that. So um, right now, those two things stand out to me. It's just they need to be able to play together and learn each other real fast so they can have a chance. Yeah, that makes sense. A new team is always going to be difficult to play good together with new players. I'm going to talk about that a little bit from a different angle. I think that the the Finnish players – is going to be an obstacle for this team. I think the, the Finnish culture to American football is going to be an obstacle to this team. The fact that it's a, a hobby sport here and you have all these guys who this is kind of their livelihood for the next two months, trying to gel with guys who this is their hobby for the next two months. That's what we actually saw last year with the Wolverines was that you had all this talent 
and that talent didn't mesh with the domestic talent that you had and you weren't able to get things done. And with this new new batch of players, I think that you have a better group coming together, but ultimately they're not the finished group. And that finished group, and we've said this time and time again, that finished group is what's going to make the difference. Even if this team was to somehow, let's just go hypothetical, say they were to go undefeated throughout the season and get to mm-hmm. the playoffs – when they played in that in those playoff games, it's all about matchup and finding weaknesses, and that's when teams would be able to find them because you have five games of film. And so every Finnish guy that just didn't adapt exactly like everybody else or every Finnish player who didn't take it as seriously, maybe he didn't watch film on the opponents coming up, but it didn't matter because they made all these great plays, the imports in the championship or in the playoffs, that's going to come back to bite them on the ass. Because mm-hmm. that that one weak link is all it's going to take to be a difference. And I think for this team, that's something they have to be careful of is that as much talent and as good as these players are they have, they have to get these finished players to buy in to support them and even help them at certain times in these games. If they If they can't get the Helsinki Wolverines players, excluding all the new players, if they can't get those players – to buy in and play at a higher level than normal, they really don't have a chance. That's the biggest obstacle is to get the culture of that team to match the intensity level of the coach and the imports and the new players that he's brought in. Next up, we're going to have an interview with Helsinki Wolverines wide receiver, Sebastian Sagne. Let's get into that. Yeah, Seb- Sebastian, it's good to have you back in Finland. Um, are you excited to get kind of back with the Wolverines? I know that's where you kind of played your junior ball before you got, you know, all international on us. But are you excited to be back in Helsinki with the Wolverines this year? It's 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 definitely fun to play in Finland again. I missed I missed the Finnish summer, if you can miss it. But I've just missed, <laughs> missed, missed being here during the summertime, you know. Whenever I'm here in Finland, it's during the winter, so it's miserable, as you guys know. So um, I'm happy to I'm happy to just play here, be around my buddies, buddies, see my family, and that that sort of stuff. But I'm still I'm still still holding on to uh, to the CFL, trying to go over there. So oh, that's great, man. Uh, we're hopping to this interview, trying to make it as quick as possible. Q, what what kind of question did you have for him first? Well, my first question was obvious. Uh, was are you were you excited <laughs> to be back? <laughs> were you excited to be back in the Maple League? But you already answered that. So my um mm-hmm. my next part of that question is, I'm gonna get right to it. Uh, if you had to give a warning out to all the DBs in the league right now, what would you tell them? Bro, they already know. <laughs> <laughs> Need for speed. Need not, for speed. Yeah, I'm not trying to say nothing too stupid, man. You already know. You already know. Yeah. Okay, I, we'll just leave it like that. But I know what yeah. that means. And the real ones, if they know, they know. If you don't know, you better you'll find out the hard way. So I got you. That okay. is. We all kind of know, and it hasn't really been officially said, but the GFL season, it might, it might not happen. Mm-hmm. Kind of with the absence of the GFL season, do you expect the level of the Maple League to kind of be a little higher this year with, what we've seen is a lot of GFL level players coming over. I'm not even that sure that will be the case because, like, 
they'll still they they'll still would have been imports here, you know. So mm -hmm. the level would have been would not been that much that much of a difference. It's still the same Finnish players, you know. It's the same same basic core players. So I don't I don't think the because there, there's going to be less Americans in the league for sure. Mm -hmm. So that's when the that's when the European imports come come in come into play. So I don't think it'll be it'll be a nothing nothing crazier. What about you personally? Uh, what kind of goals do you have for this season playing with the Wolverines? Is there anything that you specifically want to get accomplished on the football field? But man, I'm just trying to help help the team win. That's it, and uh, just just get getting getting football shape for myself and uh, work on my craft, work on some some stuff, and uh, just trying to get better. That's 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 the that's the main main goal for me. Just just try to get better. Yeah, it was it was uh you know you and Mickey uh, about to play play together again. Also, mm. uh, you guys have some pretty good chemistry. Yeah. Um, are you excited? Are you excited for that? I mean, are, I, I know a lot of times uh, imports don't get to choose who they get to play with, but mm. um, you you know you get to play with your friend. I know it brings some type of better, you know more motivation, more competition. Um, so. Uh, how do you feel about that? Just getting to play with your friends again, man. I love it. I'm I'm great, great boys with Mickey. That's my that's my brother, man. Like 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 you say, we played in Dresden together. Like that's that's where we became became more more tight as brothers. And uh, it's always fun around Mickey. He's a he's a he's a funny guy, man. I mean, it, it's just uh, I, I love to. He brings uh, this different kind of energy also. So it's it's fun in practice. It's it's and he helps me get better. I help him. So we kind of. Iron sharpens iron. Gotcha. That's what's up, man. All right, that's all we have for you, Sebastian. We didn't want to take a lot of your time. We right. wish you and the Helsinki Wolverines best of luck this season, man. Appreciate and we it. look forward to seeing you do your thing out there. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck, Thank you for man. Me on. All right, Thank take you. it easy. All right, y'all take care. All right, that was our interview with – Helsinki Wolverines wide receiver Sebastian Sadnay. For the Wolverines with so many new players and so many good players on this team, who are some of the guys you think are going to be worthy of being MVP candidates this season? Mm, this is a good one right here. They have so many players. Um, my first choice, first choice MVP, I'm gonna go with Mickey. I'm gonna go with Mickey. Mickey J. Um, I think, yeah, I think I'm, I'm gonna go with Mickey. I know this might be surprising to some people, but the reason why I'm going with Mickey is because I think he has the eat. Like he, he, the matchup there is gonna be hard for most teams um, to be able to deal with. Uh, and as you, if, if you've ever seen any highlights from him, he is he kills people in the slot. It's the hardest place for any safety linebacker to match up. I mean, and, and he can literally, in five games, he can literally have 15 to 20 touchdowns just off of the matchups. Um, so I'm going to go with Mickey, man. I'm, I'm going – I might be going out on the limb, but I'm going to go with Mickey. It's, I, think, it's, it's, it's possible. I think that's a good choice. Uh, I think on this team, and I'm just going to, you know, build up the tension of my choice, is that you have – like – we actually we had an interview with the head coach, and he said it, and it's something that's crazy, is they have probably the best receiving core. I mean, Roosters, we can argue about it later. That's fine. But 
let's just be honest, like on paper, this receiving core is ridiculously good. Now, with me, you know, got to use my logic. If they got so many good receivers, I mean, everybody's going to eat, which means if everybody's eating, the the wealth is going to be spread around. It's going to be hard to say, well, he's the most valuable. And then you, you're going to look at the quarterback and depending on what he does with how they all get their touches, was he the most valuable? And I think mm-hmm. that with this team, the quarterback's value is going to go down because everybody's going to say, with those receivers, all you got to do is give them the ball. So he's going to be out. I think I'm going to go opposite way. I'm going to go to a defensive player. Mm. And I'm going to go with two defensive players because I kind of have to do them both at the same time. I'm going to say one of these, the new Swedish players is going to give us a run for our money at MVP because they both have the ability to be game changers on defense and offense. And that's what really mm. sets players apart in this league is being able to do more than what, what is needed from you. And Sebastian Gutierrez, he's originally a receiver. Like he learned how to play receiver in Sweden and then converted to defensive back. So he's a, he's going to be a defensive back on this team. And he even said in his interview, he might end up playing linebacker at times. So that means he might be a linebacker and then he also can return. I don't know if he'll be a returner for them. They have so many options, but he can also be a guy that if there's injuries or something happens and they need to put in someone at the receiver position inside or outside, he can come in and make a play here and there. And there'd be something the teams have to worry about. I'm not sure how deep into the game plan they can go with that, but he has that potential, which makes him an MVP candidate for me. And with Mm. William James, same thing, except you got to look at this guy. William James is built. He looks like a running back the way he's built and he can play running back. So there's a guy who can, he might be playing safety or linebacker on the defense. They have a very unique defense. So you can give him either position you want to, but he's going to be playing some type of hybrid situation from safety and linebacker. And then he's a guy who I'm a hundred percent sure he's going to end up running the ball at some time in the season for them on offense, especially with them not being able to have Will Young come over. They're going to need someone to take up that void outside of the domestic talent. And so I guess what I'm saying, both of them, because I feel like both of them have the, the potential. I'm just not sure which one of them would do more on offense at this point because season hasn't started. But I'm pretty sure in the first week we're going to find out which one of them is going to be utilized as more than just a defensive player. And that's going to – it's going to carry weight on this team. Like we said before, their domestic players have to step up, but before any of them step up, their, their foreign players – are going to have to show what they're worth. And I think these two guys are in a position to show more than their position. They're they're the only guys, I think, that can play outside of their position, aside from Mickey J, like you said earlier. So I'm, I'm looking for jack-all-trades for MVP on this team because you have to do gotcha. with so much talent. You have to do something mm-hmm. to stand apart. All right, man, Let, let's get into the Sineoki Crocodiles and talk about this team. A lot of changes for them as well. New coaches, new players, bringing back players who've played there before. Um, they have a lot of finished talent. 
we've always known this team to be a playoff contender. I think they had one season in the last seven or eight years where they didn't make playoffs. And that was just a rebuild. But this season, they've got a lot of firepower. So let's get into this team. Uh, first thing we'll talk about this team, Q, what are some of the, the biggest changes you think is, is going on with the Senior Crocodiles? Um, biggest changes right now with San Diego Crocodiles, obviously a new coach. Um, secondly, uh, Spencer Cutman, that quarterback. Um, with with the additions to uh, with the additions with uh, Germany's one of Germany's best receivers, uh, uh, Robitelli. Did I say his name right? It, it's uh, Robitai. That's what I've been told. Robitai. Nathaniel Robitai. Yeah, Nathaniel. What did Nathaniel uh, Robitai? Um, is explosive, one of the most explosive receivers in Europe. Um, and, and when a guy like that on the field, uh, it's anything is possible. Um, but to go back to the actual changes, Spencer at quarterback, um, they're actually going with this. At first, when I first heard it, I couldn't believe it. But um, after him, you know, basically confirming it, um, that'll be that's a major change for a receiver to – go and be the starting quarterback for a team like this and, and actually um, be a real deal. So he's, he's surrounded by weapons. Um, so it, it takes a lot of pressure off of him. Um, but having a new head coach and see how that jails is another change. Um, so we'll, we'll see what, what comes about it. But those are the major two changes that I, that I see. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even gonna try to add on to that. Like that's it. That those are the two changes: a new head coach and a non QB getting his first start at QB. So that's super interesting, and that's the biggest changes they're gonna have going to the season. Let's talk about what the Crocodiles need to do to be successful. What are some of the keys to success for them coming into this season? Um, the key to success is try to get the ball to Christian Powell on offense as much as possible. Establish a run game. I think they need to definitely establish a run game. To open up other other avenues for them to score the points, you know, on the receiver side, to be consistent, uh, to not just be out there looking like you're drawing up plays, um, to have a scheme. Um, a strategy to come into these games and, and actually have a chance to win. Um, if the Crocs can do that, if they can actually have a, a put-together offense and, and, and a strategy and a game plan, I think they can have some success with the players that they do have on their roster. If, they, if their line is playing good, if their D-line is playing good, with the, uh, they have Alex Termini, one of the most uh, explosive uh, DBs, receivers, returners. I don't know what you want to call him. But, I think he also um, played running back a little bit. Yeah, he, he does it all. I mean, with, with him being on, on, on everywhere, uh, this team can can make some stuff happen. I mean, we think about it. Uh, they have nothing – I won't say they have nothing to lose, but they can do whatever they want to to try to win this game. And I think that's just what they have to do. They have to actually bring out everything possible, uh, get the ball in all their playmakers' hands, uh, to have a to have a shot, so I definitely agree with you about that part of it. I think for me, when I'm when I'm looking at this team and I'm like, okay, they can be successful. I think everybody can see on the offensive side they have the fire firepower, and we even saw last year a different roster set, but a similar you know build to the team. As long as you have Christian Powell, you probably can win. Like that's just it is what it is. You have a chance to win. 
So having dynamic receivers around him, as they had last year, they had a, a very decent receiving core. This one, this year is probably better. So you have a similar build on offense. Where I see them to make the true success for this season, and when I say success, I mean get to the Maple Bowl. I do not care about winning regular season games in a five-game season, five season. Like, I don't care. Getting to the Maple Bowl is only real measure of success for these teams, especially teams that made the playoffs last year, like the Crocodiles. For them to get to the Maple Bowl, they've got to create a, a defensive identity. That's something that we've seen on this team. Um, even with imports, you have to be able to come together as a defensive unit. If you look at almost every team in the Maple League this season, their offense is stacked. Everybody mm -hmm. plans to score. It's the Big 12 out here. Teams are going to give up 28, 35 points a game and still win. They need to figure out a way to be a team that gives up, you know, 22, 23 points and still win and not rely heavily on just scoring points because they have mm -hmm. the they have the tools with Christian Powell you have the option of controlling the tempo of the game. You can make teams play at your level or at your speed even. You can slow games down and put the other offense on the sideline. But if your defense get out there and get ran through all the time, it really don't matter because you're going to be in a track meet every week. And for this team, they don't want that. They don't have the depth. We, we all know what Sinyogi's situation is. They have to have imports. They don't have enough domestic players to field a, a finished team. So for them, they don't want to get in these track meets with these other teams. They want to establish themselves defensively and then let it loose on offense because they can, not because they have to. So for, mm -hmm. for them to be successful, they need to come with a consistent defensive identity this season, starting from week one. Next up, we have an interview with Senyoki Crocodile's new quarterback, Spencer Cutler. Let's get into that one. We're here with Sinayoki Crocodiles quarterback, formerly receiver, but now quarterback, Spencer Cutlin. Spencer, welcome to the AFL podcast, man. Always a pleasure to be here. Can't wait to get into it and have some fun. All right. Sure, let's get right into it. Q, ask him a question, man. Uh, so Spence, uh, I think a lot of people are excited uh, to see you and Tim playing together again. Um, why do you think you two have so much success uh, in the Maple League? Uh, energy. I'll put that, that down to the main thing. Uh, we keep the energy high and we've got this sort of just go out there and have fun attitude. I mean, we take it seriously, of course. We know what we're doing. We're well repped. Um, but then we just have this energy from being friends, like real close friends. And um, we love the game, man. And what, what, what better situation is it if you're playing a game you love with, you know, your best friend. So it's the energy that we have and we just keep going. And like Tim's more competitive than me, I'll, I'll say that. But he, he wants to win so bad, I want to win. So it's the combination of those things. Gotcha. I'm excited. I'm super excited because... You're you're playing quarterback this season, and that's just—it's just amazing. It's just amazing. So, how comfortable are you at the quarterback position? Like, how comfortable are you at playing quarterback for this entire season? If you have to. First, uh, I've got to shout out Miro. 
Admiral for giving me the motivation to do this. He's my he's my go-to guy for my the man I look up to right now. Um, <laughs> he was able to put out amazing things as a finished quarterback, and I respect that. So he's made he's opened the door to uh, you know non-American quarterbacks. So, uh, but I think one thing that's in my favor right now is that I don't have the sort of experience. I've got football experience, but I don't have the experience of being a QB. So. Like, I don't know what the limitations are. I don't know what the sort of expectations of having people in my face or stuff like that. So I'm kind of oblivious to, to, the, to the game from that position. I mean, that sounds bad on the front of it, but it's also good. Like, people are asking me, oh, do you worry about the snap? And I'm like, I, I don't. I just catch the ball. Like, it's, it's, it's like I'm oblivious. It's like when you get, my experience is when you get a brand new receiver, he knows about a, bit, a bit about the game but he doesn't know about defenses. He doesn't know about, you know, the possibility of someone coming to smack him from behind or the safety coming over, whatever. He just goes out and plays. It's like raw um, reaction as opposed to, you know, knowing what's going on and being aware like, oh, there's a safety over there. You know, you're oblivious to it, which for me is what elite people can do. They're oblivious to, or they can switch off the, those inputs that allow them to be a raw talent um, and be able to, not be scared of, you know, footsteps or not be scared of other things. So I think that's going to help me that I don't have experience of those things. So I'll just go out there and do what I've learned to do, which is take my drop and deliver the ball or give it off to arguably one of the best running backs in Europe. So, I mean, mm. I'm not in the worst situation there is. <laughs> what else did you have for him, Q? No, I, I was just about to say something about, about that, uh, the, this, this roster that you have. Uh, and you saying like, you know, you don't know what to expect pretty much when it comes to uh, being a quarterback and sitting in the pocket. I was just about to say, like, you have the type of players around you that that's going to make it a lot more comfortable for you. Um, Indeed. But I guess my, my, my question will be away from football now. I, I know you can play football. My question away from it, and I'm going to go back to your best friend. Um, between you and Tim, who's a better dancer? <laughs> better dancer. <laughs> I have to give it to Tim. I mean, there's been some times where we've been on the same level, you know. Uh, I'm slightly older, so maybe my my uh, choice of music might be a little different, but we're kind of similar. But, yeah, I've definitely got to give the uh, the swag to Tim. I'll give it to him. Okay. Yeah, he's got when, – when, uh, when he's influenced by the uh, by the alcohol, is uh, he can get quite rhythmic. I'll say that. <laughs> I want to know – how much time and effort do you plan to put towards your celebrations this year? Because you guys did a, a hell of a job last season, and we expect to see more of that. See, the, the best thing about this is, like, normally I don't celebrate first downs, but now if I do get a first down, <laughs> especially if I throw it, it's a big deal. Because obviously people don't have a, a big expectation of me being a quarterback. So, you know, every time – hell, I might even celebrate every completion. Why not? You know, like – it kind of, it's an achievement at this level, you know, to come in with two months preparation. I mean, I've thrown the ball around a little bit, you know, in practice and all that sort of stuff, for, you know, ever since I started. And obviously the first time you have a, an American football, you throw it, you know, you don't do anything else with it. Um, I've got a big background in cricket, which is a heavy, you know, throwing motion sort of uh, sport. So I have some of the, the motor control that you need, but um, I, I worked out with Henry Van and then, uh, last week and he showed me a lot of stuff and he helped me out in a short amount of time so um, I, I feel like I can do it but yeah 
I, there's definitely going to be many more celebrations this year because I mean, it's a it's a new deal. We're all happy that we're playing football. You know, there's not many people who can say that this season. So I think we need to up it. You know, take it, take it to the higher entertainment level. That's awesome. I'm ready to see the, the celebrations, man. Uh, there was a few. The ones yeah, yeah. where the, the whole team is involved, I always enjoy those celebrations. So yeah, I we, definitely... had, we had a campfire. We had a, um, a bull in the ring, like with the, uh, the Spanish bulls. Yeah. Um, it was a load, man. There was a lot of them. Yeah, I love all, all those celebrations. That's why I play Madden for the team celebrations. Like, <laughs> they're so funny. Q, did you, did you have anything else for Spencer? So it's, it's safe to say the Bosch era. It's back on now um, for everybody that so everybody that, that, that didn't know, that didn't follow Finland football. But to, to go back to these uh, celebrations, Purvis, I don't know if you remember, but in 2015, that, that was a celebration year for these guys, man. I mean, everybody was, was, was watching these guys, man. But um, I, I guess it's, it's not so much as a question, but it's more as a statement. Um, like you said, you, you, you're going to play quarterback throughout the whole season no matter what. So there's no – there's no possible change at, uh, of you going to receive. Uh, I mean, everyone has packages. Everyone has personnel. I mean, everyone has trick plays. So I can't put a finger on that statement. But, I mean, you'll have to wait and see, I suppose. <laughs> okay. I, we don't want to... I, I'm on the roster. On the roster, I am, yeah. But, um, okay. yeah. I mean, you can expect well, what you expect from a short season and uh, – and not, you know, we're not going to have enough time to scout people. We know that, and we need to take advantage of that. Uh, advantage of that, so it brings another strategic edge to it. I mean, obviously, I can play receiver. We've got uh, Alex Germany coming in, who had a, who had some experience playing quarterback in Italy. Um, you know, uh, Christian Powell's been known to throw. Tim has played quarterback over in uh, over in the UK in the university level. I mean, just just by saying that, there's it could be anything, and. I'm not saying that we will. I'm not saying that we won't. But we have to look at those things because this year you need to exploit a lot of a lot of stuff because defenses, I think, are going to be slightly more simple. But they'll be well drilled because they won't be doing any crazy stuff. Obviously, the Roosters have had this system for, I don't know, like seven decades or whatever. But, like, you know, their, their stuff's going to be iron tight. It's going to be real tight. So you have to exploit that. And if we know what's coming, we can do that with all these packages. I mean, we can have... Uh, Robitaille on the field with CP. We can have CP with Alex Germany. You know, we, we have a lot of flexibility. We've got a, an amazing athlete called Hadrian Newton, Hadrian Linda from, uh, from France. He's yes. going to be a great asset, both, both offense and defense. So we've got a lot of ways we can spread the ball and just get the ball into the people's hands that need it. You know, like, like I said, I'm, I'm never going to be wrong handing the ball off to CP. Uh, we've all yeah. seen what he can do at this level. Um, but now that you have Tim, Robitaille, you know, Hadrian, Alex Germany is, you know, there's so, much, so many things I'm, you can do. I'm calling the play. I'm calling the play. Okay, everybody, get in your minds that you're watching the Sayota Crocodiles. Spencer takes, takes the snap. He hands it to CP. CP runs, tosses it to, to, to Timmy. I like to call him Timmy. He tosses it to Timmy. Timmy reverses the field, <laughs> and Timmy throws a, a cross-field pass to Spencer, who's, you know, running a little wheel route from the quarterback position anyways. Spencer catches the ball, runs across the field, and it looks like he's about to get tackled. But before he gets tackled, he tosses it back to Robitaille, who 
picks it up and finishes the score out, 70, 80-yard touchdown, and that's it. That's how it was written. That's how it went down. Like, I, I, I just got, saw it in my got, mind. So it happened. We've got a toss, a lateral. <laughs> well, the, the, talk, the handoff, you had an original handoff and then a toss back, so you're still going backward. The forward pass is to you, but then it becomes mm-hmm. like a hook and ladder type thing. Yeah, like a yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're catching it and then gonna toss it backwards, and then he's gonna come around and that's gonna have misdirection, and then he's gonna sprint the motherfucker for the rest of the yards, and that's it. That's six. You saw, you heard it here first on AFL. That's all I'm saying, guys. Have you y'all been see me, that? Have you, been you heard it here first. Have you been our playbook. Wait, who leaked our playbook? Who leaked? I'm in it. I want to know. I'm in it. It leaked. It was weekly leaks. It's some insider information here. How much they paying you? I don't. I don't get it. That's not allowed, surely. <laughs> but Spencer, man, that that's it for us. We always enjoy talking to you, man. We expect great things from you guys this season. We're obviously going to talk to you again later on. And, you know, take it easy. Have a good weekend. And good luck to you and the Crocodiles this season. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I think this season is going to be something uh, something different. You know, like I said, we're, we're very privileged to be able to be playing football, first of all. So, thanks to, I don't know, Finland, maybe. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a great one. And it's always a, always a laugh to come and, come and hang it up with you guys. So, uh, yeah, I'm... More than happy to come back later on in the season when I've thrown ten touchdowns in two games and for uh, a thousand yards. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs>
Oh uh, yeah, I appreciate you, man. Thank y'all for having me. Yeah, uh, we actually were talking about this before we started recording, so we're gonna talk about it again. Uh, we know it was tough you coming from the states to get to Finland with the COVID situation. Tell us a little bit about how you know you guys made sure that you're able to do it safely. Yeah, so it was just about talking, really just talking with all the authorities, talking with the airlines, you know, just trying to, just talking with a lot of different people, trying to get permission. It wasn't simple at all. You know, how to go through a lot of different lines, was on hold for many hours, for real, just trying to figure out what to do. But, you know, we kind of end up finding a way, finding a middle ground and, you know, just make sure we do it safely, make sure we do it correctly, you know, following guidelines and everything. And uh, like I said, I haven't been able to join it or anything like that. But, you know, the, the biggest stepping point was just getting out here. So the, the self-quarantine and, you know, not joining practice yet, that's the smallest problem now. So that's fine. See, but you're here. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. You're here now, guys. <laughs> yeah. Anybody that was expecting that they wasn't going to have to see him and have to deal with him, He's there now. Yeah, he's there. Is now. Yes, he's here sir, now. Man. It's, you're it's, gonna it's have to point. CCP this year. You're gonna have to see him, man. It's yes. good to have you back um, out here. We're excited about having you. I mean, it's no secret you're one of our favorite players to to watch. You know, a true running back. Got oh, the grace, the athleticism, a little bit of Walter Payton in him when it comes to the strength. Uh, no. I ain't gonna brag on you too much, man. That this ain't, ain't hey, what the show about. No, that's love. I appreciate that. Yeah, but we we've had them conversations, and you know it is what it is. I'm gonna ask you the first question because I mean this is something that's on my mind, but probably a lot of other people want to know too. Is you know this is gonna be your third year with the Crocodiles in the Maple League. Last two seasons, you've been consistent, like. Everyone knows what they're going to get from Christian Powell, and they know they're going to get a lot of it. And what I wanted to ask you about this season is, you know, it's season three. What what are your expectations for this season? Like, what do you expect to get accomplished both individually and as a team? You know, individually, like, I'm glad for the first two seasons, but personally, I'm just one who likes to to continue growing and continue getting better. So, you know, I just want to top what I did before. And that's that just goes all the way to the off season. So just training methods, training wise, everything, everything of that nature is just about improvement and getting better at what I can bring to the team. And then, you know, collectively, I just I like the group that we have, you know, just seeing seeing the players that we have, our new coach, you know, coaching staff that's coming back, and, you know, just the organization as a whole. I just you know, I feel I feel like a lot of good things are coming from us. You know, I feel like everybody's feeling confidence, and you know that's the first thing. That's the first thing, like confidence from the locals, confidence from those guys, and it's a mutual feeling. You know, they're glad to have me back. I'm glad to be back and join them, and we're all on the same we're all on the same boat, just looking to improve and get better. And within uh, my first couple of years, I, it was good seeing that improvement from year one to year two, and then. Just like, like I said at the beginning, just looking to see that year two to year three, another jump. Yeah, that's great, man. Q, uh, what did you have for him? Uh, Christian, um, besides having the most watched uh, <laughs> Coach Q's top ten plays of the week, um, what's some of the things that you're looking forward to um, with this new coach, uh, with the new players that you have uh, coming in? Uh, on paper right now, 
we can easily say that you guys have one of the one of the best uh, imports uh, groups that's that's going to be in Finland. What's what's the one thing that you feel like you have to do to make sure that the rest of the guys follow suit? You know, just like like on paper, that's one thing. But it all when we we have to come together, we have to put that together. So. That's what it is. It's just about intensity. It's about consistency and, you know, just making sure we're all on the same goal because we can, everything looks good on paper, but if we go on the field, we don't accomplish, we don't put anything together that, you know, that really doesn't mean anything. So just one thing I want to stress is every day we're going to come to work. We all came out here for a reason. And like, you know, especially with everything that's going on this year, it has to be a big year and it's all around shortened season, just a lot of a lot of things to jump over, a lot of a lot of adversity to face, like just off the field, just you know, everything that we're all facing. But you know, coming together, we just we all we all have to be unified, we all have to click and that's that's really what it's about. Clicking, unified, getting getting together and it'll all just play itself out. What else did you have for him, Q? I, I only had the one big question. <laughs> oh, you got a big uh, – That was all I, I guess, had. Um, <laughs> my, my second question to you would be, um, if you had one thing that, that to describe your, your type of play, like one, one word to describe you as a player, what would it be? One thing, oh, I would say it's, it's my work ethic. You know, I'm just – I'm just one of those like I, I, I take pride in work ethic because I feel like that, that's just one thing that I can control no matter what whether whether it's raining whether we're all playing good whether I'm feeling good like I can control like what type of effort I put in so and I, I really really like to transfer that into my place so that's one thing I like to say like you're not gonna outwork me you know as I like to take pride in that. That's, okay. that's hard to say. Like, I mean, we can't outwork you. I mean, what they gonna do then? Yeah, we we look. We seen him on. We seen him on his IG working out now. So we. Oh yeah, we, oh we yeah. Test to it. Now. Was, he oh, put in work now. Ooh, what's the IG name? We are gonna throw it out here. Uh, Bishop Piz. Yeah, y'all look up Bishop Piz. I'm gonna put a little video and logo on here on the video, man. Y'all go. Y'all look like a linebacker. He looked like a linebacker working out. Hey, man, like I could have played linebacker. You know, I had a little bit of defense back in the day. I could suit up real quick. He <laughs> okay. played a DB last season, matter of fact. So, yeah, yeah did a little bit of safety, too. doing a little something-something. Yeah, man. Did you throw a touchdown pass, too? Uh, I did, I, yeah, I sure <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, he's multifunctional. He got it all going. <laughs> but, yeah, Christian, man, it's good to have you on the podcast. We appreciate you talking to us. And – Good luck to you and the Crocodiles this season, man. We look forward to your year three. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that, man. That's love right there. I just I appreciate the respect y'all got for me. I appreciate the recognition and all that. And uh, like I said, it's just it's great to be back, man. I'm glad I'm on this side of the world and getting to play this, this third year because for a moment, didn't even know if it was going to be possible. But, man, I'm just blessed and glad to be here. That was our interview with Senyoki Crocodiles running back Christian Powell. This Crocodiles team is loaded. We know they have a lot of good players coming to play for them. Let's go with MVP candidates. Who do you think is someone who's going to stand out? And I kind of – I'm pretty sure I already know what you're going to say, so go ahead and talk <laughs> about them. <laughs> uh, 
Kristen Powell. I yeah. mean, it'll be disrespectful. <laughs> I would be a hater if I didn't say his name. Yeah, um, yeah. I would be literally a hater if I didn't say Kristen Powell. I think everybody knows his ability, um, his effect um, that he can have on the game. And if anybody else uh, has a chance at being the MVP again, I mean, I'm going to say again, but to some people, if, if Miro didn't have the, the, the just crazy season he had, Christian Powell would have probably won that hands down. Um, yeah, um, but in our, in our voting, I mean, I'm pretty sure we had, what, Christian Powell, Miro, and, and uh, Danny Wynn as our final three. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He was, so he was up there. He, he was up there. Um, if he, it, Christian Powell, man, I, I, I can't even not, not say his name. Um, and everybody knows why. I mean, his ability to catch the ball at the backfield, his ability to run the ball after contact. I mean, I can name a few things, but those two alone will will, will hurt a team. So, um, Christian Powell, obviously, MVP. Yeah, that's that's easy. Don't forget, he can throw the ball. He threw a touchdown last and year. Throw the ball. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. keep putting that out there. What CP does <laughs> his thing. Uh, obviously, I agree 100% with that. Uh, him and Miro probably lead my board of MVP candidates this year. But just to go a little bit different for the Crocodiles, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Alex Germany. If they find a way to get him out here at the time of this recording, he's still not in Finland. But um, Alex Germany, again, he brings that, that Swiss Army knife aspect to the game. And I'm old school. That's kind of what I used to do when I played. Oh, Purvis talking about himself. I don't do that too often out here. But, yeah, he's the a type of guy that he can play defensive back. He can play safety. He can play cornerback. He can play outside linebacker if you really need him to. And he can get after the ball. He can. He's a good tackler. He can also cover, obviously. But the intangibles that he brings is he's a returner. He can play offense. He can run the ball. He can also play quarterback, we've been told. So with that being said, he's a guy that you can put him in situations. And I know this team is different. The coaching staff is different. But the I want to say the feeling of Senyogi mm. Crocodiles, I feel like the culture that they have, they're going to exploit matchups. They want to have fun. They want to put – people in situations that people don't expect. They want to have fun with it, but also be effective. He's a guy mm -hmm. that gives them that opportunity at almost every level and every portion of the game, special teams, offense, defense. If you need one specific, one specific, you know, situation or player, he's a guy that you can fit almost anywhere. So that makes him almost invaluable on this team because if he comes in and does what we expect him to do and he's been – He's proven himself internationally that he is a top-level player. He's going to be able to make huge impacts. And I, I feel like mm -hmm. when we're doing MVP candidates for this season, we really have to look at it more holistically than before. Stats aren't really going to mean as much. No one cares how many stats you have in the game if you didn't make the big play. And I think Alex mm -hmm. Germany is going to be that guy, as well as Christian Paul, obviously, but I think Alex Germany is going to be that guy that – his his highlight reel is going to just be highlights. Like, none of those, oh, yeah, he tackled somebody. No, it's going to be he hit somebody and they fumbled and then he scooped it and scored. Like, it's a game changer. He's going to have that type of effect, and that's, gonna, that's what makes him an MVP candidate right now. All right, that's it for American Football in Finland. Hope it was worth the listen and the watch. Uh, Q, any last words before we get out of here, man? 
Uh, no, just uh, good luck to all the teams that, you know, we interviewed um, on this episode. A lot of these guys are excited. I'm excited to watch a lot of you play. And uh, 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 let's just give them a good show. And uh, we'll, we'll try to do the same thing on our end. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to say is, uh, you know, shout out to Rayer Athletics, doing big things with them going forward. Just had a Instagram contest and someone won a mouth guard from them. That's really cool. They're going to be doing more things like that with us in the podcast this year. So definitely if you're on Instagram, go follow Rayer Athletics. Uh, go to rayerathletics.com. Uh, get on their their emailing list they have an emailing list out there so you can find out when they get new products and stuff like that just really good to see companies supporting american football in finland even companies that are foreign companies they're investing in, in this country and they believe in what this football league and this football culture here is doing so we just want to you know continue to support that i know it's a little bit like an ad but it's how I really feel, people. That's it for us today. So if you enjoy the show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate us five stars as well. Anything less will tell us that you are a hater. You can follow us on the gram and Facebook at American Football in Finland. And we appreciate all that love. So until next time, never forget T-I-F. And we out of y'all. Out of here. American football in Finland.